Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who like to get together and talk about Christ. I'm joined once again by my cousins, Chris Mash. Hello. Jeremy Hall. Hello. I'm Jeff Hall, and it's good to be with you guys. We have another good uh, episode tonight. We're going to be talking about division in the church. Uh, Unfortunately, this is one that seems to be a problem at some point, at some time, in pretty much all congregations. So we're going to try to go over this a little bit and See if we can figure anything out. Well, anytime you put imperfect people together, there's going to be mm-hmm. issues and division of people not on the same page. So Yeah, you I think uh, it's human nature for us to disagree about things. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, even though we shouldn't in, in this. We have a pretty clear foundation, okay. but I guess that's what we're going to talk about. Let's jump right off. Uh, is division in the church a problem? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, uh, oh uh, thank you for that yeah. exhaustive answer, Jeremy. Uh, anybody want to elaborate? Perhaps. I mean, anything that causes is it a ter- is it a problem in the church? Yes. yes. I mean, yeah, I think it is. I it think it is. can be, and I think in some cases it is. A well, problem. I feel like it's something that any church that's been in, you know, established for a while, it, you're going to have some form of division. Now, if that causes problems or something like that, but you're not going to have people that agree. I mean, well the church we're sitting in right now is from a split of another church this community that come along I couldn't tell you why it split because it was in the 1970s before I was born but so yes there is split and it can be a problem do you know if those two factions that split if they ever had any uh was it amicable or reconciliation did they or were they just uh, I'm gonna say no and that's not, not and I don't know the story. I'm just telling you what I've heard, just a brief telling one day of I didn't know that. Yeah. So if, you, if you've got a church like you mentioned that's split into two different churches and now those two separate churches don't speak to one another, isn't that totally contrary to every single thing yeah. we learn about Jesus and Christ? I, and I don't know that they don't speak to one another. I'm gonna say nowadays the generations have changed so much that like Chris said, he I might never even, know, even was... know. This happened way before we were born. It was just I listened to a conversation between two of the elder people here, and it's kind of dropped, and I never did follow in on it later on, you know. Okay, so we all agree, I think, that division in the church can be a problem. Yes? Yes. What causes division in the church? I got a few things I can list. Uh, For one, pride, abuse in power, church politics, Claim authority over others or the church, and personality differences. Well, we know right off the top, Jeremy, the one you mentioned, pride. That is one that is frowned heavily upon uh, in the Bible. That's mentioned many times in the Bible, and uh, well, I mean, you talk mostly about like you know the meek shall inherit the earth, the submissive, the pride has no part in what we're supposed to do here, and it's it's we're all, I mean, I feel like most of us are prideful. And in a way, you know, we're proud, we're... Proverbs tells us uh, pride goeth before destruction. Correct. I mean... Yeah. Correct, and I consider pride... We're born in many different verses uh, about pride. It's it's, it's negative effects, how Jesus, uh, God, frowns upon it. 
that I really think he hates it. I think he hates it. Well, doesn't he say uh, he hates a prideful spirit? Yeah, well, Jude 1, 16 through 19 says, They're grumblers, malcontents, follow their own sinful desires. They're loudmouth boasters, showing favoritism to gain <laughs> advantage. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own godly passions. Start. Go ahead. You finished? Uh, in these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, read that first part again. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. Okay. Because the next question is, uh, well, we asked what, what causes it. Well, it, like you just said, uh, following after our own sinful desires. Yes. Well, I mean, I, it kind of says a mouthful, doesn't it? When he had said uh, pride and power hungry, I consider a lot of times those two, for me, that I've seen lead hand yeah, in hand with each other. And that, especially you can get it a large church or, or something like that, people gain powerful positions there that have influence. And I've seen it in times to yeah. where it's caused division in the church when that person shouldn't be in power or, or something but like that. But if there's a power division. play in, at work, though, pride's at the root of that. Absolutely. <clears throat> and what are we told about pride? I mean, like you just mentioned, everything that <clears throat> Jesus Christ stood for, meekness, mm -hmm. humility, forgiveness, love those four tenets right there if those were if those were practiced it's almost like division would be non-existent well i mean it's... in order to have division pride I, I agree with you i think uh that, that's a, that's a big part of it and uh when you're proud you're putting yourself above jesus christ yeah you're honoring yourself not jesus yeah you're putting yourself it's kind of like the that what the story of the man that sits at the front of the wedding and they ask him to go back and he, he kind of shames himself and you should sit in the back in hopes that they ask you to sit mm. in a better place. Cause sometimes you just, a lot of people, and, and, and you can put it with that. A lot of people proclaim themselves leader of the church. Well, there's, we know who the head of the church is because we did a there's, podcast there's on that. Yes. So why do they proclaim themselves leader of the church? I didn't know there was a leader. Just pride. Now I understand that the elders in their capacities, right? There are designated are positions in there that they're supposed but to. But they have qualifications as well. And this right. is just different reasons for this. You know, there's more too, like scriptural differences. Correct. And we'll get to that. Well, Colossians three twelve through fifteen. I'll get that out in a second. Uh, <laughs> put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness. And patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has yeah. forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Um, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you will be called in one body, and be thankful. So, so that just listed out your... I just heard what you said. You said kindness. You said meekness. Mm -hmm. You said humility. Humility. You said forgiveness. And you also mentioned love. Mm-hmm. And again, I think if we if we think about that and we reflect on those, I think a lot of this division can go away. Well, I mean, it should. If you go into like meetings or, or any part of the church and you have like an open mind and, and realize that you're there for one goal, which is to serve God and to We're serve to worship each other. God and praise Him and Correct. glorify Him. So you find it's difficult. You would think like, well, where can division come in if everybody's focused on that? That's true. But. Okay. We're imperfect. We are, and, and I think a lot of it stems from maybe leadership in a church where they should 
the actual leaders, the elders of the church, if they're witnessing what's going on or the head of the church, you know, who the, the group that is, needs to be aware of this situation and step in and have good communications with everybody before it gets out of hand. So what are the responsibilities of an elder? Uh, doctoral like questions over doctoral things, you know. Hold on one second. The primary responsibility of an elder is to serve as the manager and caretaker of the church that involves a number of duties. As spiritual overseer of the flock, elders are determined church policy, oversee the church, and ordain others for certain tasks. <clears throat> so there's good points which outline the leadership role of the elder. But you mentioned um, one of the causes of division in the church could be leadership. I'm also going to say it could be the lack of leadership. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. You know, just like if you don't have good leaders and it's just kind of everybody's going their own thing. Stuff. Once It's kind of like can, a ship without a rudder. Yeah. We can't mm -hmm. steer this boat no. forward <laughs> in the direction it needs to go. No, you can't. If, you, if you're going to put the fire out, put it out quick. If the fire gets out, it gets loose. But you make a good point. <clears throat> if you do have a problem that arises in the church, <clears throat> that's where leadership is in, invaluable. Yeah. That hopefully someone... Maybe an elder can step in and uh, and kind of put this out. Well, I feel like some of the things that you said that they are responsible for the health of the congregation, make sure everybody's focused on what they should be focused on, which is God's word. You know, it's pretty simple. It should be, but again, you come back to I like your point. If there is a lack of leadership, you are going to find more division. Yeah, you are. So in those division. Again, our causes here, uh, <coughs> pride, desire for power, exalting oneself above Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. bad leadership, lack of leadership. These are all things that can cause well, There's actually a case in Nashville right now where the heads Are you talking pastor, about the guy that resigned? Yeah, he just resigned because he had openly admitted to people that disagreed with him, he would make their church life rough. On yeah, he was him. using he his power, power to... Mm. To sway, I'm using quotation yeah. marks to to politely nudge them, but he just. Resigned. I'm going to argue that that guy found fault with God, or God's going to find fault with him. That's if what he doesn't change his ways, he, he has can. repented. I think he come back and repented, and he stepped down. Is like I know what I did was wrong. Mm. Yeah, I seen the interview, and so maybe okay. he's learned his lesson there. And another problem is that to move on is that some people put themselves in the leadership role when they're not leaders in the church. They just decide, I've been here. <laughs> so I'm just going to start doing things I want to do, and people are going to do it. I mean, Again, I have to say, you're putting yourself you above are. Jesus. <clears throat> you <clears throat> you're putting your own wants and personal desires above what's better for you know the, the church itself. The, you know. Oh yeah. Well, we had an issue here, and I'm not going to go into it because it's not my story to tell. But one of the it, this was years ago. Nobody comes here now. It's not anybody that comes here now. But they had took it upon themselves to excommunicate somebody from the church that church of christ excommunicates <laughs> I know. That, wouldn't, that wasn't coming here anymore to begin with and so I mean, that right there was taken a step beyond the, your duties it's not it was not their job to do okay division's a problem yeah we've identified some causes what are the effects what does division do to the church what cuts it in half? Yeah. What, 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 in are, half? what are we? What are we told in the Bible about a house divided? It will not stand, it right? Won't stand. Crumble upon itself. But 
I mean, it, it draws, he keeps drawing away. Our main point to come here is to focus on God. Fellowship. Hmm. I just thought of one. Do you think gossip can cause division in the church? Oh, yes. Gosh, I bet that's a big one. Yes. Because uh, what gossip, I think, it's like kind of blowing uh, oxygen on a fire. A fire that, a small flame that might have gone out <clears throat> when people are gossiping about it. I think that can can turn that that flicker into a roaring flame. Yeah. So the effects of division in the church, well, like we just said, I mean, it splits people. You've got kind of one side against another, people who are disagreeing. Uh, maybe there's bitterness involved uh, when, you know, between different people. There are. Uh, Titus 3, 9, verses 11. But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. So, but you're going to have, I mean, that's, that's a, I mean, look how much gossip is. Look how much people look and want to hear about bad news or somebody says, oh, have you heard about so-and-so? How much in people ears yeah, perk and, up, and, and it's becomes it's it's a terrible you, problem. If you start any conversation off like you know, uh, this is just <coughs> between me and you, or you, you can't know, tell uh, anybody this. I'm just I know. really shouldn't be saying this. Uh, you know, brother, sister, so and so, God bless them. You know, I love them, and you know, I'm not one to ever say anything negative about somebody. But yeah, but, and but what do you think coming out between then? us? <laughs> You know it's coming. <laughs> it's always that not to be mean. Chris, I'm not one to say day. something bad, but uh, <laughs> did you hear about Jeremy the other day? And he ate those seven cupcakes on the way home. <laughs> and there's another. I mean, I would have told you that. I'm but. joking, guys. But but you know, in all seriousness, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's a house divided. It's a bad situation, and that's really important at that point for the leadership to step up and to. Uh, Try to mend these fences. <clears throat> and to go along with that, how do we prevent division in the church? Well, one way, and a most important way, is to focus on Christ. Amen. All the little, you know, differences aside, another way after that, of course, that's first. After that, good communication. If you have a problem with somebody, uh, I, I can't agree more. Throw it out there. Also, once again, we're going back to good leadership. And, and, if, and the third thing to follow that up is once you have that communication, you got to be meek and well, like submissive, and you got to you got to be understanding of where the person's coming from. Like, I was going to hook you up, Chris. I'm gonna, I was going to say in response to Jeremy's comment about uh, if our primary goal during our worship is to honor and glorify our Lord and Savior, what four characteristics are we going to exhibit, Chris? Humility, love. Meekness, meekness, and forgiveness. Great job. He Jeff, got a he Jeff got a hundred on Jeff that. Just mouthed the last two for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're not on YouTube yet. <laughs> but think about that. Really, stop and think about that. Uh, we did a class uh, a couple of quarters ago where we talked about denying ourselves. And some of the uh, Mark eight thirty four, I think eight twenty four. Don't quote me on that, but it basically says, uh, you know, you want to follow me? First, you've got to deny yourself. Then you can take up your cross and follow me. What part of denying ourselves, where does division fit into that? It doesn't, right? Mm -mm. If we're trying to, 
again, we've mentioned this podcast multiple times. So Jesus Christ is our supreme example. If we follow his example, we're going to be meek. And don't get us wrong, folks. Meekness does not mean weakness. It, it's Actually, it's just the opposite. To exhibit a meek attitude takes a great deal of strength. Uh, humility, that is the antithesis of pride. By humil- you know, humbling ourselves, we're not exalting ourselves. We're trying to exalt Jesus Christ. So there's a, we're taking ourselves out of it. There's this huge push today in like when hiring and stuff, like and at least people, and you'll hear about it, it's emotional intelligence, right? And what emotional intelligence is, is understanding you, <laughs> understanding your relationship with other people, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But this is the Bible is the first thing you can read about emotional intelligence. It's like knowing how I affect other people. Like, because I have, I'm prideful about some things too. The way that I communicate when I come up to something that, that either I see division on or, or something like that and, and how that other person's going to take it. You just mentioned all the ways that if the highest form of emotional intelligence are those things you just listed, the humility, the meekness, you know, forgiving, because you understand your relationship and you want to work together and become stronger. Let's, let's use something that normally people wouldn't put that here but there's a saying that it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than to get a camel through an the eye, eye of the needle. needle okay but what the eye of the needle is is the doorway in the middle east yeah and so what that means is and this is why i'm going to connect the two to get the camel through that doorway what they would have to do is unpack the camels take everything off the camels and then they could get the camel to go through that's what we need to do we need to take all of our personal baggage off. Baggage. That's a good. Uh, that's a very good Focus analogy. Focus on yeah. Christ. We're so proud of you. And just then we can walk through the door. But you know smoothly. what? To do that, Jeremy, it takes effort, desire, and before we can unpack our emotional baggage, we're going to have to be able to forgive other people. Exactly. We're going to have to show love. Well, do you think people? That means taking ourselves down exactly. a notch. Do you think people self-reflect enough to know that? That say some of them self-reflect enough to know. No, not always. And because we're not talking about like the most like that you would consider like horrible sins. You know, a sin's a sin. I get that. But if you're thinking about, all right, well, I don't know if like I'm actually rubbing, or if I say this like off thing to somebody about somebody, that's probably never going to hear it. Do you think people are like, well, no harm, no foul. I don't have to self. Do you think people realize that all that stuff, whether it impacts immediately or not, does cause division and they could be part of the problem. We could be part of the problem. And, yeah. and division can be large scale in the church. and It could be simply between, between two, two people. <clears throat> I think a good rule of thumb is don't say anything about anybody if you wouldn't want that person standing right beside you and hearing it. Exactly. Well, I'll, here's a good point, too, though. It starts off with two people, right? But if it lingers, those people start gathering teams together. Yeah, you tell their people. side of the story. Yeah. The they start enlisting knows, Confederates. Yep. Yes, it starts going from <laughs> two people who, who have You're a disagreement to maybe split the pews in half. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You've said something to me that it's, it's, actually, it's actually like attached itself to what I do. It's like... All right, I do this thing where I pound on the table or something like that. Just we know he's out. getting warmed <laughs> he's getting up, buddy. <laughs> so if you're a little thumbing. Bring it, Chris. Anyways, Jeremy had said something like, well, if you sit down and watch that movie, would you watch it if Jesus was sitting next to you? Probably not. Would you say something to somebody else if Jesus was one of the people you were saying it to? And no. I don't know. Like, 
Slowly but surely that is getting, I was about to do it again. Slowly but surely that is getting in. <laughs> you know, I, I go back to, if you love someone enough to forgive them, that act of forgiveness requires humility on your part. But, and if you do that, there, there, there is no division because uh, whatever it is in our lives, whatever grievances or differences we have with other people, we have to be able to, hey, Jesus, look how much he loved us to forgive us of all the things that we do. You, in turn, you're not able to forgive somebody for something that's probably petty, mm-hmm. that really doesn't amount to a whole lot. So... No, and division goes way further than the church. It's division yeah. in our own personal lives. So we know how to prevent it. It's just, yeah. are we willing to do it, Jeremy? Well, are we? Can we unpack the baggage, as you said? You need to, and here's the reason why. If, if I'm unwilling to forgive Chris or you for something, why should God forgive me for anything? Well, I don't I'm know that he, first. I think he'll take that in consideration. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it you tells know, us will. Right. <laughs> so, all right, I have a question. I don't know if it's on here or not. Are there times when division is a good thing? Scriptural-based. Scriptural-based division. Okay, I want to get into that a little bit. One of the things I've asked here, is division in the church, is it, when we're talking about Scripture, is it ignorance of Scripture or is it difference of opinion? I have uh, known of examples where there was disagreements about Scripture but part of the disagreement was coming from someone who themselves had not studied the Word of God thoroughly to educate themselves on the topic. So, in my opinion, if you're going to allow yourself to be divided, to be offended, if you will, because you yourself are unwilling to actually study your Bible, I don't know what I can do for you in that situation besides other maybe trying to teach you. But then if you shut me off, what can I do? Comments? Yeah, I mean, that's... Here's a good reason. One of our podcasts, um, the misconceptions, the misconceptions in the Bible. Um, a lot of people came up to me. It was like, yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> it was like, well, did you read it? No, but I remember it being in there, but it's, it's not, you know, in it's there. not enough for me for someone to come up to me. It's like, did you read it? Uh, well, no, but I, I know it's in the Bible. I've read it before. I'm like, you can't take well, a minute. Find it. Look at these yeah. days. We have access have to like Google and different things. Yep, you don't yes. even have to search that art. And that's not even <clears throat> a salvation issue. No. And another not. thing is, everybody's talked to me for five minutes. Will realize I will venture down into Genesis six four pretty quickly. <laughs> it's uh, one of my it, favorite it subjects. And so, am I right about that? I can't prove I'm right, but you can't prove I'm wrong either. But, he, you know, but he's it's just. But, but what I'm getting at is there's salvation issue. There, there are topics regarding salvation issues where there are still people who have not studied the Word of God to see what it actually says. That's true. And I think in some instances that can cause division in the church. It can. So how do we combat that? I guess all we can do is provide Scripture, you know, well, you, chapter and verse to it, these individuals. Is, is, and that a, is that a point where you take that to, like, an elder or somebody that's... Yes. That where you can clarify and you can talk together and you have, like, that... You need to take it to a brother or an elder, and you discuss it with them. And if some people just... Some people, though, will see it for what it is. Like, okay, you're right. Other people... For whatever reasons, maybe like, I don't want to hear it. And it's not about being right or wrong. It's about following yeah. the right. Yeah, it's just. I think sometimes division is caused. Uh, I have learned this firsthand that there, there are people out there who really do not want to hear the truth. 
Oh, they only want to hear what they want to hear. And whenever you cross that line or you start stepping on toes, when down. you start telling them things that they don't want to hear, you will get shut down. Shut down And I think that can be a, a cause of division. Well, I feel like that's how society So we can still love and forgive and try to, Correct. to help You should, person. and you should love them for, you know, who they are. And If and, you disagree with me, Chris, I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm going to try to present my point to you as clearly and logically as I can, supporting it with Scripture. And then if you want to provide the rebuttal, I'm going to be all ears because at the end of the day, I simply want to be doing what's right, and I want to educate myself and be as strong as I can be. And you're be. supposed to be a light into the world. So you're supposed to be out. But anyway, there is times when oh, yeah. division is called simply because people want to open their Bibles. But what about when it causes division in the church? Because let's say you're standing up for something that's right in the church, and it divides mm. the people. Is it is it good to come? I mean, we've, we've read all of these, these verses about... You know, don't don't cause division. Don't X, Y, and Z. So, is there anything in the Bible that talks about like the division can be a, a good thing if it's steering the boat or, or the church or someone in the right direction? Well, it's funny you mention that because in Matthew chapter ten, starting in verse thirty-two, I'm sorry, uh, Matthew ten verse thirty-four. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be the members of his household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. So, I mean, he's pretty if clear. you think about the context there, I mean, uh, Jesus didn't, you know, he said himself, I, I, you know, I, I came here to cause division. And I've seen, I've seen, which sadly I've, I've witnessed at a couple of churches that there have, there's been some unscriptural things that have been going on, and then when people stood up for it and went with scriptural meaning to get everybody back going yeah. or headed in the right direction, following the Bible, that it has caused a huge division, huge division. And people have had to leave. I'm not sure if that's what happened before the church we're at now. Well, all it's I have, but it's caused issues. And well, that's how it starts. They were made to be the bad guys when they brought up scriptural. They, they weren't mean about it, but they brought up scriptural things for what was going. That was how the church was not following the Bible, and it, it caused a lot of a lot of issues. This and, may start as a simple disagreement, but the problem, if you don't stop that early, it'll grow out of control. And and I'm gonna be honest, if you're going to a church and they're not working off the Bible text and they're going against it, and a majority of it is, maybe the move is for you just to remove yourself from that situation. And find that might very place. well be the move. It's not a bad thing if it happens. If you if you get into it, I know there's a lot of progressive churches popping around here and there. Oh, yeah. And I know there's a case I've seen on uh, social media where they hired a, a man right out of school. And first thing he did, he started bringing in transgenders and homosexuals to put them in leadership roles. But the church got together and they stopped it immediately because it was cool. he was trying to take that church and change it its val the value of their core their, their core. 
And in that moment like that, you've got to do things like that sometimes. Just as if you're in a church and they start, and I know other churches, and a real famous YouTuber lady who talks about the Bible, she had to leave her church because, and I'm not going to say any names, but she is from Nashville, because her preacher and them started going progressive, gradually. And before you know it, then they had to make decisions. We're not going to save this. There were out, but they made efforts first yes. to save it, and that's, then and they that's... had to move. That's what you got to do. You got to try to ch- make it, say, point out where their area is with the they, Bible. Yes, with the Bible. Yes, if they won't listen, they don't listen. You just need to remove yourself from that situation. So what you're saying, you always say, is knock the dust off of your sandals. I know you always quote that. So what you're saying, yeah. though, essentially, is if you're in a church, division is being caused because there are things that are being done that are unscriptural. Yes. Mm-hmm. All you can do is try to uh, teach, make people aware. But if the church itself and the leadership is not going to make those those necessary changes, as Chris said, don't, knock the knock the dust off your sandals and move well, you on. Well, Jesus the... said to his, his disciples to go out in any home that welcomes you, you stay there. And if they listen to you, the words you're telling them, but if they reject you when you leave. Knock the dust off your sandals as you leave the town, because that's sometimes what you have to do. Sometimes you have to give up hope because there's not change. You're not going to change everybody. Because a yeah. church is supposed to bring out the best Christian in you, is yeah. to grow you spiritually from the Bible, <laughs> and and become the best Christian. So, but you also have to fight. That's again, church is full of imperfect people. We're imperfect, so it's not going to be perfect. But you have to strive to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Talking about division. Do people get divided because they're offended? The fact that someone gets offended, is that the initiating point for for division? I would say that's a big start of it. Yeah, and I I got on this. I got, it's mostly caused from lack of understanding the Bible. I also have it for stubbornness because some people just, they want to be right. Don't matter. I heard it when I was six. It's still true today, (laughs) even if it is or not. And then, you know, the other one is just unwilling to, to, to see and hear others' opinions. Like, we've talked about this before. It was like, there's just some people where you bring up something, they don't want to hear it. I've actually had people where I would be having a discussion with them and say something that wasn't even that bad, in my opinion. And they would just get up and leave. They didn't want to talk about well, how I might be wrong. They just end the conversation. They didn't want to have a discussion. They just didn't want to hear it and walked away. don't want to hear the truth. But, I mean, that comes back to meekness. Well, or they don't want to hear, certainly, anything that differs from there. He, he could have, instead of saying I was true, I may have been wrong, he could have showed me right. how I was wrong. But they refused to have they, the, even they the just conversation. They nope, we're not doing it. Let's talk about how Jesus and his example help us combat division in the church. And I think we've already touched on these. Chris mentioned meekness, humility, love, forgiveness, kindness. Uh, if we look at, Again, if we look at Jesus Christ... And we look at everything he stood for and the example that he gave us. And if we try to embrace the meekness, the humility, the love, and forgiveness, and like Jeremy said, he made a very, very good point. It takes the unpacking of baggage. It means letting these personal grievances go. The church is bigger than we are. So when we let ourselves get divided, we're actually putting ourselves above Jesus Christ. We're putting our own needs and wants and desires ahead of the church. And that's exactly what we should not do. And so my question, if, if we're divided, if we're going to allow ourselves to be offended without at least trying to uh, to address that, are we putting Jesus first or are we putting ourselves first? We must always put Jesus first. No, and you have to fight 
the temptations or not. Like if you follow the Bible and humble yourselves and do all of those adjectives that you you've said multiple times tonight, then I, I don't think division is going to be an issue. I think we've kind of answered the question a little yeah. bit, and how how it starts, what what it, you know, what causes it, what it does, but maybe more importantly, how we can prevent it. Well, um, what's the first two most important two commandments? Love thy God and love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. How how prevalent is this problem? I think it's very prevalent. I think it's probably think more prevalent than we know. And I think a lot of people don't want to look at it either. They'd rather just, just glass over the issue, especially if it's between a few people. What's, what's the harm? Just sit on the other side. Don't talk to them. Things like that. Now, if it's a division in the church, you... The bigger it gets, the more problem it's going to cause. You see a split. Churches can split. People will leave. Back to Jeremy's point, I think that's where really good leadership makes a big difference. You have to have it. You have to have somebody. And that's what, like you mentioned out the specifications of the elder. That's what an elder is for. And people. If you're upset with a brother and you won't try to to solve that problem, uh, to exhibit love and forgiveness, uh Really, who are you putting first? Well, it even details out. You go to your brother or sister first. If you can't resolve it there, then you bring others with you, with the church, and then, you know, you try. If you won't do that, who are you putting first? Yourself. Yourself. It's a pride thing. It's a pride thing, yeah. Well, good talk, gentlemen. Uh, Final thoughts, Chris? Nothing. I think the the biggest problem is I keep using the word meek. I, the more I read it, I used to get confused. It's a by powerful that word. I used to get confused by the the, earth, the meek shall inherit the earth, and I was like, yeah. I don't even. And I think a, a lot of people again they, they think about somebody being meek, and they really think, oh, it's like a weak over, little yeah. kitten. Well, it's really not. It takes it's just more the strength. To... It takes a lot of strength. How much strength does it take, Chris, for you to put your grievances aside, to unpack your baggage, and to? Uh, to go to that person and even if sometimes say, hey, I may be wrong in this, but I'd love to sit down with you so that we can both uh, look at this from two different angles and see if we can come to, you know. Oh, it's difficult. It, it takes like a lot to, to humble yourself. I'm very prideful when it comes to that stuff, and I have to be better. Jeremy, you got any final thoughts? No, I mean, I agree with everything y'all said. I really just got to focus on Jesus. That's all I can keep saying. And, and it really, I mean. Take the baggage off. And reflect on yourself focus. and how. Self-reflection is, is not as much everybody as huge. else what they're doing wrong it takes more about yourself it's really i guess if we can if we can just kind of distill this down into like one sentence uh are you putting jesus first in your life or are you putting yourself first mm-hmm. yeah so uh like i said you know we got to reflect on we got to look deep inside we got to look in the mirror and see if we're, if we're guilty of some of these things that we've mentioned and so, we have the guide right here we, we have yeah. the guide right here and that's the more time you spend with that, the the stronger you'll be. The more understanding yeah, you'll gain. I, I agree. If you got a question, I mean, you'll find it somewhere in the Bible of the answer. Mm-hmm. You will. It may not be like how you like it, but it will be there. <laughs> I would say too. Uh, just, I just popped in my head here. I don't know why, but one of the ways we can combat uh, division is uh, is prayer. Yes, uh, yeah, to great. go to That's God and reason, to yeah. uh, ask great for example. His strength and His help, to, His intercession. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a anyway, good one. great stuff, guys. Uh, Jeremy, uh, where are we located now? Uh, still Facebook. You can find us on Cousins for Christ. Um, you can find us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts is our Five biggest stars. two. Yeah, if you get a chance, please please rate us. Uh, We're trying to reach which, more people so they can hear the message yeah, I mean, too, and that's if, the whole goal. If of this. you enjoy it and you feel 
you know, like you should share it. Yeah. You know, you can share it on Facebook or whatever. Just share it with somebody if you want to. We'd pr- we appreciate it more than you oh, know. You have to. <laughs> yeah, maybe help if, if if you think it's helped you. Maybe it'll help somebody else. Uh, I know it's, it's helped, helped me. Us. It has helped me. very much. So I appreciate but, uh, it. You can find us on Facebook, Cousins for Christ. You can find us on most of the big podcast places: Spotify, Apple. And uh, you probably find us at Walmart or Kroger's during the day sometimes if you see us. <laughs> there you go. All right, Chris, I'm you gonna, want to close us out in a word of prayer? Yes, sir. Dear Father in Heaven, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. We appreciate the time that you've given us here to come discern and talk about your word and, and spread it to people. And, and we hope that the things that we talk about have been in accordance with your will. Dear Father, we know that divisions happen amongst us and in the church. And we pray that you will give us the knowledge and the wisdom to to help grow past these and, and to mend the rifts and, and so we can be stronger Christians and better Christians in the future than we have been in the past. Dear Father, as we go on throughout this week, we pray that you will go with us, guide, guard, and direct us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.